to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total Protonic Reversal. Protonic Reversal. Protonic Reversal. With your host, Conan Neutron. Broadcasting from a secret underground lair in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. A gigantic middle finger to everything that is rotten about music, rock and roll, and corporate power. The thing is, though... If you don't laugh, you're going to go on a killing spree with sharp and nails. Confidence of a hero or a fool, I wasn't exactly certain which. Could not be more professional. It's That's like a science thing, right? Indeed, indeed, indeed it is. It is a science thing. It is a science place. It is a scientific fact that we are all up in your face. It is time once again for the one, the only, Protonic Reversal. Welcome to it, welcome to it, welcome to it. All right, everybody, if it's your first time, Kona Neutron's Protonic Reversal is a long-running podcast about music and musicians. This is episode 255. If this is your first time listening to the show, all the archives are at protonicreversal.com and are always free. No ads, no sponsors, no kidding. If you'd like to support the show or get episodes sooner, you can give $1 a month to patreon.com slash protonicreversal. Also, if you like the show, or even just a single episode, please feel free to share it along, like, subscribe, or post a review of it. All of that helps people find the show, and it's just a darn nice thing to do. Of course, tonight we have uh, a a fantastic guest. They're all fantastic guests. Who we <laughs> gets and guests, uh, Meryl Coldfur, and of course, wow, uh, you know the Meryl, huh? <laughs> that's I got tipped off by music off, and of course the oh, mighty, yeah. mighty fucking Rye Coalition. Uh, we have uh, Mr. Uh, Dave Leto. Welcome to the show. I dude. see your shirt. Your I was gonna say, I, I wore my carp shirt specifically for the occasion, and I, I was one. I was gonna say, I had a, I had a bit I was gonna do, but uh, I was dicking around with some stuff over here. And so, anyway, uh, fantastic story, one for the ages, truly. Welcome to the show, dude. How you doing, man? Thanks for coming on. How's so, how's Joyzy? For having me on. How's uh, how's Joyzy? How's uh, uh, it's good. COVID it's, life. Yeah, you know, it's getting hot. <laughs> COVID life, okay. You know, whatever. Where are you? I, I'm in I'm in Milwaukee these days. I'm from Oakland. Oh, you're Milwaukee. Yeah, I'm from Oakland, California. But I'm I'm uh, Milwaukee. So I was just high. watching the Nets and Bucks just now. <laughs> <laughs> We're big Nets fans over here. Uh, so it occurred to me that I saw um, some. Are you getting a little bit? Can you turn down your radio, sir? Is that is that what's going? Is that you or me? I'm getting a little bit. A little bit radio? Of, I don't have a radio. Bit. Okay. That's that's just kind of shorthand for getting stuff back in there. But uh, the he saw the cat like that is a record that still yeah, okay. connects with a lot of people. Like people, yeah, to this day, like kids in some case or kids at heart. Let's be clear, rock that sure. record. Uh, that's you. You guys were very young men when you made that. That was that was. Yeah, we were very young, seventeen, eighteen, I think. What's what's your fondest memory of making that record or do you have any fond memories because that's yeah yeah the, 
stuff's changed for Riot down the line, and we'll get to that. But I think it would be disingenuous yeah. not to mention this record, which seems to be very, and I don't mean this as an insult, influential. It's a, it's a record that like a lot of people listen to, and like some people form bands, et cetera, et cetera. And it was part of a a, a very vibrant underground uh, world of music. Yeah. Um, it was the first time, like, we recorded, like, Seven Inches and stuff, and, uh, you know, there was, like, Rinky Dink Home Studios or, you know, whatever, and this was the first time, like, we got into, like, a real, like, nice, really nice studio, and, uh, you know, it was just, um, like, you know, like, letting kids loose in a studio, like, you know, we didn't know what was going on. Like, we're like, whoa, like, like, why are there 500 microphones and what are, you know, what is all this stuff? And, right, yeah. But, uh, you know, we practiced those songs and wrote them and we, you know, we didn't know they would sound like that or anything. Like, we just thought they would sound like crap because everything else we did sounded like crap recorded-wise. <laughs> but uh, it came out great. We just wanted, like, you know, to sound like you were just sitting in front of us, you know? Yeah, it's got a real immediate sound. I mean, there's not a lot of... Yeah, it's like you're standing right in the middle. Yeah, it, 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 it's it's a band, it's a ferocious live act, as evidenced yeah. by, you know, live footage from around that time of just face melting, like in, in, in your yeah. face, face melting. And coming That's from a very, become a very aggro place, but, uh, you know, with, with a bit of party even then, you know. <laughs> yeah, always. I mean, you know, we're from Jersey. <laughs> well, and, and so that was, uh, I mean, that's got to be what, like 90, 96 I don't know. I think so. Yeah, six or five, one of those two. And correct me if I'm wrong, because uh, was was a split with Carp before that, right? I think it was before. Yeah, it was before that. It and was how, right before that. How did that come to pass? Did you, did you know those dudes? I mean, opposite sides of the country. You'd be hard-pressed to get on more opposite sides of the country and be in the continental U.S. We played shows with them in Jersey and, like, Rhode Island and stuff, and we just hit it off, like, like the three of them and their roadie and us, like we were just like, I don't know. It was like four days of like not sleeping and joking. And like, you know, we're sitting on porches and drinking stuff. And like, you know, we're like, we should do a record. And they're like, yeah. And we're like, yeah, whatever. And then like, (laughs) it just happened. Like it really happened. And like, you know, the artwork and stuff, you know, we had nothing to do with like, so that was, that was all Mike from trouble Men, But, um, yeah, like, it, it was so weird because we recorded, like, a really long song and a really short song, and they also recorded a really long song and a short song, and, like, we <laughs> but didn't But you, know... you didn't work it out beforehand. It just ended up being that way. No, no, it just, like, happened, you know? <laughs> and I, I love their side of that record. It's amazing. And they were just, they were so awesome. Yeah, fantastic band and uh, yeah. fanta- fantastic folks. And, and actually, a, a case where it's a band with a split where, like, Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense for those guys to be on a split together. Yeah. I mean, it didn't because they were more like, they were definitely more of the hipstery Olympia, you know, scene. Whereas we were just like, you know, we weren't very hip or whatever. But I guess like it gave us some cred. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like with the hipsters, maybe. Well, it it, it probably depends on where you're at, too. You know, I mean, because it's like. Uh, and I've I've brought up this example so many times. A long time listeners of the show are probably rolling their eyes right now, but I feel like for 
kids today, they they think of like carp as being as big as like smashing pumpkins or something were. And I was like, right. I assure yeah. you that was no. not the case. That that was not the case. <laughs> absolutely not. Like not to say that they didn't do amazing work and that they didn't like touch a lot of lives and and and, and do yeah, they great were stuff. But unreal. But history like remembers some bands better than others, and some bands are just forgotten about entirely. And so. Uh, you know, to me, it seemed like, oh, that was a band. Like, I that's how I first heard of you. And I heard of you for maybe a solid year and a half before I actually heard you. And that's just cause, because you couldn't that's... just, like, first of all, it'd be like, cellular phone? What do you mean? Right. You know, but. Totally. <laughs> but you couldn't just immediately <laughs> find a bunch of information on a band, consume their entire discography, and then, like, you know, whatever. What's for lunch? Yeah, of course. I think that, uh, but I, I do think it's notable because it's because it's stuck in my mind. And so, like, years later, when I saw you guys play the, the last show in Princeton, I happened to, I happened to come in town. Oh, with my that. God, you were there? I was, yeah. That show was amazing. Pretty, like, pretty good. every band. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, it, it was all killers. I mean, you had, like, Schlack, Uzeda, yep. Don Cab, Seam. Oxes. Oxes. Um... Who else? Oh, him were unreal. Yeah, him were really, and that was when I was who's that? And I'm like, oh shit, this is awesome. <laughs> right, my friend John Theodore was playing drums for them too, and and I didn't Fred know who he was at the time. But was playing bass, yep. June forty four, and that that set's on YouTube, and that is an amazing set. And you see me and like the rest of the guys were all like right behind them watching them because right. they were so awesome. <laughs> well, and, and, and I think I played I played in my underwear in that show. It was like ninety nine degrees out. That, that's right. At it least was, it was very hot. I do. I do remember. And that oxes, well. oxes played with wirelesses, so they were just. It was a football field, and they were just running the football field yeah. like back and forth. <laughs> classic, classic oxes antics. Yeah, they were the best. <laughs> the uh, so yeah, and and so that was. Um, it's not the only time I saw you guys. But that was the first time I saw you guys, and I didn't know. Right. I didn't know you guys from Moses, frankly, at the time. And that was like, sure. I was like, hey, was that the band that had the split with Carp that I totally forgot to send out? You know, and then right. I was like, "Oh, these guys are great! That's awesome! Like, I'm cool. I, I'm all in." And I ended up like I I got like uh, I mean I guess it must have been the it must have been the first record at that at that yeah. point, right? Uh, and I loved it, and I thought it was great. But it was one of those things like, "Oh, I wish I would have known some of these tunes before I saw them," because like, Because right. I remember you guys played a little earlier on, if I remember correctly. Yeah, we played like one or two or something. And like we were like walking up. Like right as your set started, I'm like, oh, who's this? This is good, uh-huh. <laughs> and that's yeah. a nice feeling. And I hope people still have that feeling now, or in this information, total information awareness. I I would hope so. World. Uh so but you 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 guys were coming at things from kind of like the basement show world, like you know, yeah, very much the like rock place. And did you have an idea of it being like anything beyond just hey, we're gonna write these songs? play these shows and have fun (laughs) never like it it gradually got more and more insane you know as it went on yeah like i mean the first tour we had a cassette right you know (laughs) so that was weird we had t-shirts that we would make like you know in the hotel we would go to thrift stores buy t-shirts turn them inside out screen them five bucks you know the classic punk rock move yeah yeah, of course. You know, Waffle House every day or Taco Bell, like, you know, and then like, you know, seven people in a hotel room, if we had a hotel room, you know, and then like a little later, it's like, oh, two hotel rooms. And uh, then it's like, oh, we're really high oh, rolling. Right. You know, like, 
And then, like, you know, it got crazy later, like, you know, getting, like, crazy shows, like, opening for Queens and, like, having Shellac ask us to play, like, three, four shows with them. Like, you know, it just, like, we just, we were, like, we always thought of ourselves as, like, the band's band, you know? Yeah. Like, other bands really liked us. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so, like, all something cool to be bands for. would want to play with us and stuff, but, like, yeah. yeah, we would always be the opener or whatever. I mean, did was that something that, I mean, at what point did it kind of become more of, yeah, I guess we could kind of keep this going. Was that, was that like a little later on, like lipstick game? Uh, yeah. Like on top, I think. Okay. Which I do want to get to. Like, I, I, I actually listened to that yeah. record just recently, kind of gave it, gave it more, uh, uh, a 2021 listen. Cause I hadn't thrown it on a sure. while. Still holds yeah. up. Great rock record. Like, re- um, yeah, like it wasn't until then where we were like, we could just do this for a while, and like we were, you know, making enough money to like pay our bills, which was nothing, yeah. you know, back then in that in that time zone. <laughs> right, um, everything was super cheap by comparison. Yeah, yeah, we're young. Like, I mean, even like most of us just like kept our stuff at like our parents' house, and like yeah. never, we didn't even live home. You know, yeah, like we were gone or you're, you're, whatever. You were out. You were out playing. You were. You had the atlas out. You yeah. know. You. Yeah, remember the atlases? Like phone dialing, like with the phone dialer at the payphone, and you know, Christ. yeah, we were doing it. So, can you tell me a little bit about um, this? While so, while we're talking about uh, about that first record, uh, yeah, I always I always liked. I thought "fucking with beautiful posture" is a great tune. Mm-hmm. Can you tell yeah. me? Can you tell me anything about that song specifically? I've always been kind of curious about it. I mean. I don't know. It was just like all the song title, like they none of the song titles really have anything to do with the song, you know. That kind of seems to be a so, running theme throughout all of the. All yeah, the it's like shitty puns and like you know whatever, just stuff to keep us amused. Yeah. Um, because you can't really, you know, we take the music seriously, hundred percent, but like a song, it's like come on, a song title, like who cares? <laughs> so we would just like do these things to make us laugh. You know, right. and like, even when we wrote set lists, like it was never like the songs that were like, you know, the titles. It was like, you know, whatever, like Led Zeppelin one, Guns N' Roses one, right. Bobby Crew one, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 Carp yeah. one, Sound one, Shellac one, Jesus Lizard one, you know. Um, you know, we do, we were just taking in like all the stuff we loved, you know, which was like that whole Chicago y, you know, it was like a mix of like, of the shellacs and Jesus lizards and, you know, Hoover and unwound. And and then like our love of like what we listened to as kids, which was like, you know, Sabbath Zeppelin, you know, what our parents played. Yep. And it was never like, which was like what on top was like fully realized. Like the, absolutely. Yeah. You know, the mixture of both, you know? Well, and it's, yeah, and there's a even on that first record. There's still like kind of a pop sensibility to it. There's hooks. It's just laden yeah, under yeah. like dissonance. They're just weird, and grinding. And... Yeah, <laughs> dissonant and odd. But if you listen hard enough, yeah. I mean, it's sort of like the the audaciousness of it, and it's being kind of like an unrelenting assault on the ears. Uh, kind of yeah, baked, baked into that era of the band to a certain degree, right? Yeah. I mean, at that point, we were definitely in love with, like, I mean, there's this band, Flag Camp. I don't know if you know them. They're from Canada. I think Toronto, whatever. They have one album called, like, Yared, Fair Scratch. And we were just, like, it was our Bible. Right. We were, like, these dudes. 
are unreal. You should listen to it if you can find it. It's on YouTube, I think, only. Um, but yeah, we, we were just like, you know, we were aping stuff we liked because we were kids, you know? Right. But like, it turned into like our own thing, you know, because we definitely had a sound that was ours, but all the all that shit was peppered in, you know? Well, and you had the sense of humor to it, too. And that's one of the things I think the kind of was yeah. a bit of a hook for someone like myself and the fact that, like, oh, these guys are awesome, right. but they don't take it that seriously. Right, right, <laughs> right. Because, I mean, they were, like, the bands that we toured with and, like, played, like, festivals with were, like, you know, they'd be reading, like, 20-page, you know, diatribes about, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, before they play, there's, like, a 30-minute The state of economic injustice is that it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> right. And we were just like, what's up, About dude? to pass out like, from heat stroke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was up. You know, like, here's some music, drink a beer, and, like, forget about your problems for, like, 30 minutes. Right. And it, it's, you know, it, it occurs to me that that vibe kind of continued on got finally honed as the, as the band went on. It just it came from yeah. almost more oh. of a... Um, yeah, just just like you know, aggro noise, rocky kind of kind of direction. Totally. Uh, yeah. I mean, do do you have any specific memories of like making that record? Do you have anything like that's like the pops to mind? One? Yeah, the first one. I mean, there's some that like I don't want to talk about. Well, so anything. Just, no, I'm going to get in trouble or nothing. Yeah. It had nothing to do with us as a band, but um, I mean, no, like we were there only for like a week, you know, and like, you know, I remember. Um, Alop, who recorded our albums, who was in like dialect and all that, right. he brought in this dude, this older producer guy, and he yelled at me for hitting the drums too hard and the cymbals. And I'm, he's like, <laughs> "You gotta hit soft, dude." And I'm like, "I don't, I don't know how. <laughs> like, I, I don't really know how to play drums. Like, this is what I know, and I'm gonna do it." Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "You can eat a dick, because this is what I'm doing." But um, he captured that moment of like, you know. Five idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I mean, we were there so it was so fast that, like, you know, it was like a blur. Was it just it was like, like getting these the, eleven songs to go? Was it just like getting, <laughs> yeah, getting the songs down that you had we to couldn't play af- live? You know, we couldn't afford it. Right. <laughs> it was like a real studio. <laughs> so we like rehearsed like for months, and we're like, "All right, let's go." Right. <laughs> uh. What's up with the album title? I've never, I've never understood it. Is it just? Um, there was like a forty-five that we found, which was like <clears throat> some guy made of the first like computer simulated voice that could speak. You know, whatever. Oh, okay, sure. So you had, you had, so like, I'll send you like a photo of it. But um, it was basically like you'd have to type in stuff phonetically in order Got for the computer it. to okay. say. It. I figured it might be a phonetic was, thing, but yeah. Yeah, and that was the front cover. It said, he saw the cat. And the computer was like, me saw that cat. You know, whatever. <laughs> the record's terrible. But um, the cover just looked really cool. And we were like, let's steal that. Yeah. And we've had people are like, be like, I love your first album. Like, it's sort of geek. <laughs> whatever. Is that They're Greek? Like, yeah. <laughs> pronouncing it all crazy. I'm like, it's he saw the cat. You know, it makes no sense. Yeah, like again. I thought it was like makes no sense. I thought it was like Turkish or something because I'd never heard the name spoken aloud for a long time. And then someone's like, "Oh, you mean he saw the cat?" I'm like, "Oh, okay." (laughs) It's Turkish from five Italians. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah. In retrospect, (laughs) it seems rather silly, but like, what can I say? Yes. (laughs) 
Uh, it was literally just like like artwork we saw. <laughs> well, and it's a really it's a cool looking album cover. Like it's still it doesn't which look is like, like our, our first seven inch too. Which yeah. you know that was a stolen jazz record, which the refused stole and admitted. Right. Later on, like, we but uh, yeah, you know, we saw cool artwork and just jacked it. <laughs> what are they gonna do? Come at us, bro. <laughs> Sue me. Sue me. What are you gonna get? Uh, so then there's the, the, so there's some slight changes when Rye kind of moves into the lipstick game era. Yeah. Um, our bass player quit. <clears throat> I played bass. My brother played drums, and our guitar player left also. So it was just the four of us, me, John, Ralph, and my brother. And that album was recorded in the same place too, but we took a lot more time on it. And, uh, you know, that kind of started the whole, like, Gronk slash classic rock, you know. I mean, we were, like, obsessed with Pink Floyd, Lava Pompeii, and, like, obsessed with Zeppelin, and, like, you know, we were just, like, stealing these little, like, portions of, like, what we thought sounds like those bands you know while keeping like what we do obviously yeah to me it's, it seemed like you were taking kind of the world of jesus lizard and fugazi and whatnot and just basically yeah, being like totally. what if that but also a little bit classic rock yeah yeah that's like With where that bombast and like authority yeah sure for those next two albums yeah 100 percent. and did the Writing of songs, I mean, changing instruments is a big deal. Like, so did, did the yeah, writing of songs sure. change for you at all? Like, did you want to interject different um, things? No, I mean, like, it's weird. Like, I I broke up with my girlfriend at that time. Um, so, like, I was just spending a lot of time writing songs, you know? Yeah. So I really, like, you know, me and John wrote all those songs. So, like, they're, like, half his, half mine, and then, like, half collaborated so like we never really like we worked them out but like we kind of had like full ideas of like what we wanted you know um yeah but we were like let's throw cellos on it let's get a piano player let's get like you know let's do all we can to make this like what we want it to be let's get let's get a get baroque with it (laughs) it's a great yeah it's a great album someone posted a video of us playing at like the Unitarian church in Philly, which was like the place yeah. on that lineup. And I was like, holy shit. We were like, you know, we were just idiots. Like we play like our set and some guys just like yelling, like, you know, play games and confused, like as a dick, you know, and we're like, okay. Yeah. And we just play. <laughs> <laughs> like, here you go. Here's Careful what you ask for. Um, yeah. We were just like, we were super, we were all like on the same page at that point, Yeah, you know, because we were playing like every day, well, you know, nonstop, like hours. Yeah, and and the and the tightness on that showed for that record, and it's also yeah. just kind of seems like you were you were taking elements of like what made the first record cool and kind of just stretching that out. Expanding, yeah, sure, yeah, and like having my brother, like you know, it's the whole Van Halen syndrome, you know. Yeah, you get your brother, and it's like you know you're. You're on the same wavelength. You, 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 have, you have that telepathy that only seems to happen with uh, amongst certain siblings, right? <laughs> yes, it's true. It's very true, especially musically, for 100. percent Like he and I are always on the same wavelength. I, I was especially. I remember first time I heard that record. How impressed I was with uh, Thanksgiving Day for Cats. Like how there's like a yes. movement. Basically, it's like oh yeah, and then it 
does this other thing. Then it kind of does that yeah. for a while. And then, like, yeah. the drums come in, and that's super kick-ass. Like, it had this whole, like, kind of, like, like wow, yeah. this is bold. <laughs> that was that was one of mine. That was one of my babies. Um, that middle part, like, where it's, like, it sounds just like the record skipping, yeah. you know, for, like, 10 do, minutes. Do, 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 that's do, literally do. lifted from Flag Camp, that band yeah. I told you about. Like, they had this part where I'm, like, is my CD broken? Like what's happening? You know? (laughs) And you're like, Oh no, it's not broken. You know? I was like, I wanted something like that. And it was also like, you know, that whole angular, like Chicago, like, you know, stutter and like a little, you know, like Chavez, we liked Chavez back then. Like they were super dope. Um, so it was like that halftime, you know, over the, the scronk, you know, well, but I was very proud of that part because it's so weird. It's, but it makes it's sense. <laughs> super weird, but it's super awesome. And first time you hear it, you're like, yeah. "Huh? Like, like what's, is what's the it? record broken? Like, like what's what, happening? What, what's happening right now? Is this is this meant to do that? It's like, yeah, a, totally. and, and I think that that is something where that seemed like you guys flexing your muscles uh, arrangement wise, too. Yeah, of like, hey, maybe every song doesn't need to be like a two minute long banger. Yeah, <laughs> you know. totally. I mean, not that all of them yeah. were, but but like it's you seemed like you can approach a song that I mean, I'm pretty sure that one clears seven minutes. That like that one's long. You could do that and pull it off and have it be cool, but you can also do it, pull it off and have it be authoritative. And it seemed to me like that was a sure. very authoritative tune. Like to me, it's one of my yes. favorites of that record. We tried, yeah. Um, the long song on the carb split was a total Rodan ripoff. Like we were obsessed with like. <laughs> The Everyday World of Bodies, that song. Um, Which is a ripper song. Yeah. Well, that's funny you say that, cause oh. I actually never thought of that, but I can totally hear it now, now that you say it. Oh, man, I mean, listen to it. It's <laughs> almost like, you know, the total phrasing is all stolen from that song. But, um, yeah, like, we never really wrote long songs until the lips of game, whatever. How did... And then not much after it either. <laughs> <laughs> so... How did it come to be that uh, Lipstick Game ended up being the title track? Did, were you walking into it thinking you were going to have a title track? or? Um, well, there's this singer, Nick Gilder, who you might know. He sings, like, Hot Child in the City. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, Running his album, it's called, pretty, it's called yeah. City Nights, the album. Yeah. If you find it, the whole album is it's a total banger front to end. And there's a line in it where he says, like, didn't know she was a player in the lipstick game. And we were all, like, obsessed with that line. Like, what the hell does that mean? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, we brought it, you know, we brought, like, our own meaning to it or whatever, being, like, it's, like, girls who, like, because, you know, some of us were burned in the band by girls who liked guys in bigger bands, let's Ah, just say. Yeah, yeah, So it became that, you know, that's what it was, you know. Which you can hear in the lyrics, which one of the only songs of ours that makes sense at all. <laughs> yeah, the rest um, of them are almost like strung together nonsense <laughs> that like sounds cool. Yeah. But then again... That's a song about like a specific situation, like two specific situations. Yeah. And, and not not to trash that aesthetic. I mean, look at, the, you know, the Stooges or something, right? I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, he sounds like he's means every every right. word of it, but what in the Sam Hill does that even yeah. mean? <laughs> Correct. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, I like the uh, Digital Crucifix. That's another one I, I like on there a lot. Also hilarious. Yeah. Stolen from a Frank Zappa song. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, we lifted a lot of stuff and just like passed it off as our own, which you know everyone did. <laughs> I think every I mean, band does that, though, right? Yeah. Is that? Um, but yeah, you know, like it was. That's a good song, and like that was because like I don't know where that stretches. Like, there's a drive that you do. Maybe it's in California or something, but like, there's like a gigantic like eighty foot, like you know, giant crucifix on the side of the highway. <laughs> and uh, like, you know, it was three in the morning. I'm like, oh my God, a digital crucifix. <laughs> you know? And like, that just became something you write down. I think it might be Indiana, if, I'm, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think you're, you might be right. I, and I like think weird, I have, like, because I've, I've, I've definitely seen it and it's definitely been a late night drive and been like, holy crap. Like, just like. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, look at this crazy ass shit. <laughs> and like, we were just write. You know, we were always just writing stuff down, like whatever something stupid happened or funny. Keeping in a notebook or something, just keeping. Yes, keeping track totally of in a notebook. Yeah, we had notebooks of song titles and fake band names, and you know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's but and it's not all like total. Ripper Shredder noise rocks. I mean, you got like Tangiers in there. You got, um, yeah, th- there's that. The Trying to get one, pretty. The, yeah, 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 absolutely. So again, there's sort of hints of what to come, which is like through, yeah. through that, the idiom of like that, uh, that style of music that of a certain yeah. era that again, let's be, let's be explicitly clear. was not as popular as things like the smashing pumpkins. <laughs> no, not at all. Zero. <laughs> You're correct on that, sir. <laughs> uh, tell me, tell me about recording that record. Was that was that a good experience? Got to spend a little game? more time on it. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of remember. Like, so it was the same studio, same engineer. We were supposed to record it with Albini, and something happened with him getting kicked out of England for he was recording Page of Plant, so he had to go back on the dates that we had. So we we're like screw it let's just go back to you know a lot because he knows what we want right but i remember like being super like phil specter mode on that album and like being really 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 hands-on we're like no it's got to sound like this or no we got to do this and which isn't like me usually but like i was like in this weird like alone it was just me you know and like there was no girlfriend and no nothing so like this is what I had, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah that to so focus like, want, on. So you're gonna. Focus I want on. mellotrons. I want cellos. You know, and we we made it happen. We had much more time, and we like, we knew more people who played more instruments. You know, like so we can call them in and be like, "Can you play cello? Can you play this? Can you play piano? You know." Did you write Just those to make parts it. out? Like, did oh, you? Uh, yeah. No, I was just gonna say, did did you like notate those out, or were you like, oh, all right, no. goes like this? You know. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be like, this is what I want. And I would, like, sing it or play it or whatever. Um, the only time I've ever really done that, you know, on an album. Most of the time, I just like to play, like, you know, the back wall. But, um, yeah, that album was really, like, a lot for me. It's a good headphone like, record, you know, too. I personal mean, stuff. Yeah, it is. Going on. I mean, I haven't listened to it in a long time, but, like, I think I might. So soon. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, like I, I kind of, you know. I remember it being really loud. Yeah, <laughs> like the drums are huge. Everything's yeah, huge. Well, especially uh, th- th- there's good there's good use of space with it too. Like just to go back to 
Thanksgiving Day for cats, yeah. or Thanksgiving as it is only known through like most digital aggregators, which I never quite understood. Interesting. Yeah, it just says Thanksgiving. I'm like, no, it's Thanksgiving Day for hmm. cats. That's correct. Which way is from better. Pet Cemetery. <laughs> yeah, it's way better too. But like, uh, yeah. like when the drums come in at the end of that, you know, like it's just kind of like, yeah. like oh yeah, it's got that like you know big <laughs> bottom in the. Uh, yeah, in the castle. That's my brother, or whatever. Whatever they uh, was was a castle they were tracked that again. My brother, but the first. Yeah, um, was it Headley Grange or something like that? Wherever they were. Yeah, I've definitely seen yeah, the classic what albums or whatever yeah. that is, but I don't, I don't, I don't remember the location, and that's okay. Nobody cares. But, <laughs> but it's it's got some it's got some really, you know, big beautiful like rock sounds in there, but it's also still like yeah. a little more aggro. A little, it's still kind of crazy and yeah. weird by for as far as conventional mm-hmm. rock records go. So, yes. so talk to me about like that era of the band. I mean, you're you're going out, you're touring. Um, you're, yeah, you're- we went to Europe for like three months. We did like a U.S. tour for like two months, maybe. And uh, yeah, that's all. You know, we were we we went for it on that one, um, playing that album and the first album, and we didn't have anything new, so it was just like that stuff, the seven inches, you know, whatever. And uh, yeah, you know, like brotherly fights along the way but we'd still have each other's bags <laughs> europe was weird because we were like one of the first like bands on that label on gurn to go to europe you know yeah and like basically like we went there and like came back with nothing you know they were like oh you know you know you know like all our merch money and they're like you have to play for like an hour and a half we're like what hour and a half we play for 30 minutes you know yeah i was gonna like, say i so guess we, you can play the set three times i don't know <laughs> can't like they don't let you like in germany especially in germany like they do not let you leave like you cannot not do an hour and a half yeah like we're like hey fuck i don't have it we don't have anything else <laughs> i don't think we know any more so songs like, want to hear days and confused like, <laughs> yeah like here's some zeppelin songs and acdc and like this is what we got like sorry that's hilarious and like half the time they didn't even know what they were like they were like oh that new that last song was great i'm like yeah it's called a whole lot of love <laughs> hey maybe, maybe you before some some young up-and-comers <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah just and like we were playing squats where like you know like we'd be upstairs and like they would take the ladder away like we have to take the ladder so we'll see you in the morning like what like we're stuck up here till the morning <laughs> like i'm what if i have to pee oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like the fascists will come, so we must hide the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot of yeah, l- it was a lot of ladder yeah. uh, theft and uh, oppression. There's a lot of ladder theft. Yeah, it was very crazy. Did you feel? But, um, yeah. did, did you feel like what? What bands did you feel like you had common cause with around that time? In terms of what? Like bands that like you felt sound? an affi- affinity to? Well, you could be sound, but could just be like yeah. Mindset. I mean, like definitely like. You know, I mean, I guess Hoover was broken up by then, but like, you know, Shellac, Jesus Lizard, um, Drive Like Jehu, yeah. that band Flag Camp, which I've talked about, um, Unwound, Carp, you know, like all the bands that we just like like, like Juno 44 were around, we were playing yeah. with them a lot. Um, I don't know, like Golden, who were like, oh, yeah. you know, I don't know if you know Golden. Phil and John yeah, like we, and. We were with uh, them, Trans Am, yeah. like we were on tour Trans Am. It was just like, you know, like people who like we bonded with over just like being people, not even just music, you know, like I love all those bands music, but like it was an added degree that they were also great people, you know? Yeah. 
Did you no. did you feel like stuff was building at that time? In terms of what? Did you feel like in terms of like getting more popular? Yeah, or? yeah. Did you feel like it was it was like catching on with folks? Did you feel like you were a, I mean, a little, the band? Definitely New York, you know, and like you know New York, Boston, Chicago, you know the big the big spots. Yeah. No, not you know Lynchburg, Tennessee, or whatever. <laughs> but we would play these like crazy like biker bars and stuff, and like we would make these bikers our fans, you know, yeah. like. You know, they're buying records and making us autograph them and stuff. And, like, you want to ride our Harleys? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we would just play anywhere, you know? So, but, like, like where, like, they got it was, like, the Boston, the Chicago, the New yeah. York, the Philly, you know? Yeah, the major metro areas where they, you know, people yeah. come up to you and be like, all right, so I hear this, I hear this, I hear, like, yeah, yeah, I have those records, too. Right. Thanks. No, you guys are fun and, you know, <laughs> like, you had a good time on stage, so we're all drunk. Yeah. You guys are great. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, and and the reason why I ask because it, it seems like there was such a huge leap forward, like when you when you guys got back and did um, on top that like it almost yeah. seemed like so I'd put it this way. Here's how I characterize it. Maybe maybe you agree. Maybe you won't. I love every unwound, every unwound record, all of them. But be- yes, between same. me too, one of my favorite bands of all time, Challenge and Leaves. I feel like there should have been one or two records in between. To a certain degree, uh, and I know for a fact there yeah, almost was, I but get it. Those were two very dramatically different albums, and in that same way, but not in that same way at all. I feel like it almost was sort of like jarring for some folks to have you just yeah. come out like full on like arena rock rippers, right? Yeah, from but still keeping game. the whole indie, you know, yeah. scrunky crap. Yeah, for sure, and for definitely, sure. you know, and, and and most importantly, keeping the hilarious song titles, of course, as well. That's yes, that was where we shine on that one. I mean, the music's <laughs> okay, but really, it's about the song titles. Let's be yeah. Like we finally got Steve, like time with Steve, so we recorded that. We recorded the Jersey Girls EP and the ZZ Topless Snow Job seven inch and the Sub Pop seven inch. Yeah. So we recorded like a ton of stuff with Steve. Did you record you all know, that at the same time? In that era. Hmm? Did you record all that around the same time then? Yeah, that was all in the same time. Yeah. Like the Jersey Girls was stuff we didn't finish for on top. And then the Sub Pop 7 Inch, where there's two covers, ACDC yeah. and the Grand Funk song. And then the other 7 Inch, or just like songs, you know, we just recorded everything. Like we'll finish them when we finish them. So we would go back, you know, between tour, like, you know, we would take five days off in Chicago. Yeah. Record there. And like, he's amazing. He's a genius. He's, he's pretty okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> if you're into that kind yeah. of thing, you know? And like, you know, like before going in, like we heard all these like horror stories and like, you know, and like you go in there and like, you think you're the shit. He's going to treat you like a shithead. You know, you go in there and be yourself. He's psyched, you know, yeah, <laughs> like exactly. He, we bonded like quickly, you know, like, and they're like, you guys want to play shows? We're like, what really? Like they play like four shows a year. And like we exactly. get to play with them, yeah. you know? <laughs> and like we were late to every show. We got in the car accidents. Like, you know, Bob and and Todd are like loading our amps on the stage because like you know it's showtime. Yeah, you know, and like <laughs> hurry up, like hurry up, offense, and like they're all they're amazing people. And that whole that whole studio is like it's like a home. You know, like they treat you like family. Yeah, it's it's like uh, Valhalla for sounds, musicians. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> unreal too. Yeah. Like, that's where I think we fully found, like, what we should sound like. You know, like, On Top and Jersey Girls and all that stuff. 
Yeah, and and so I'm gonna give a shout out to my one of my, my best friend and bass player, my band Tony Ash, who is a a bass player that literally after every show we get he gets we get asked about the bass tone, like, hey, man, that bass tone's so right. great. You know, like he's a a bass player's bass player, and then some. Yeah, and um, he's a big fan of the bass playing and Rye. Yeah. And also, Jersey Girls is his favorite, which I was like, oh, interesting. Wow, yeah, a lot of people really like that one. Yeah. I forget about it because it's so silly. But, um, you know, like the Jersey Shore airbrushed artwork. Yeah, 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 I know, it's pretty. He was a pizza, you know, like, <laughs> it was ridiculous. It, it's it's but, um, over the top. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah, over the, over the on top. That's what it should have been called. <laughs> And you could and you could do it do an over the top homage with the the arm wrestling, right? Where Stallone's wrestling the for the the truck, right? If I remember yeah. right, there's like a semi, totally. and he's like he's got, he's got the weight like yeah. right here, like <laughs> exactly. installed. Such a great movie, such a great movie. I have not thought about that movie in a very long time, but that's pretty rare. No, me either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we shared that together. They're like, why are these dicks talking about over the top? I want to hear about Reiko. It's amazing. We're going to arm wrestle. Because it's next, fucking like, great. You know. Yeah, where's the con- Exactly, the concept. The phone. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and it's, it's it's too bad you guys were a little too late to be in the soundtrack for that. That would have been that would have been good. I know. We were, it's like we were. I was like five when that movie came out. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that would have um, been a child prodigy. <laughs> could have been killer. It could have been. It could have been a great thing. So, was there a concerted decision to write the songs like uh on top and and jersey girls and 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 there was there sort of or is it more just this is where we're going now we've listened to this music since we were like little babies yeah it got more infused you know the classic rock got more infused into the the fugazi jehu jesus lizard aspect of our band but there you know both aspects were still there it was just the maybe you know the rock and roll was coming through more, you know. I, I heard uh, so I was talking. Because, you know, you, you get older and like you know you your tastes change. You know, like you don't just listen to the same stuff. So like we were getting older and like we were like finding like King Crimson records and Yes records and you know so we were like shit. You know, it's not just like this little insular indie rock world we lived in. You know, the same twenty records everyone else has in the scene. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So we're like, it it was it wasn't like a conscious effort, but like it just it just happened, you know, like five guys in a room. See what happens. I was talking to Aaron Beam from Red Fang, and he was talking about the you know the monstrously talented Brian Giles that plays in that band, who played in that excellent band Last the Juanitas, which I'm a total super fan. Yes. Of. But he mm-hmm. would like at the beginning he would like bring in these riffs. I'd be like. And they'd be like totally awesome, but they'd be like totally ridiculous. He'd be like, "Let's just do the first four notes of that, and that can be right. a song." <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. John Sherman, the drummer of Red Fang, was notorious for waiting for us to come to Portland because mm-hmm. we we would always play Portland, and he would always get completely shit faced before we even play and pass out before <laughs> he would miss it literally every show. Like one time he was in the he was in the back of a flatbed like a like a pickup truck like just dead like is he dead like he he would party so hard before we got there to like party with us that he he you could tell him that too I'll tell him to his face he would crash out so hard and we'd be like John he'd be like, leave me alone that's amazing yeah 
he's one of my favorite drummers. He's 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 a badass. Yeah. So tight. So I saw, tight. First I'm time so I saw him was in for him in Red Fang was a party time and i was like oh this guy's this party guy's time was joke. so good <laughs> yeah and like cody was the one i was like john's really good i'm like wait you're, you're yeah you're saying that a, a drummer's cody's really good <laughs> yeah all right i'm watching cody's you know? yeah. uh just di- needless digression number 75 there's some dudes i know uh that are they were in this band war brides and they're been work party now but they went to go see sandrider which is John from Akimbo's, uh, John and Nat from Akimbo's new band, and they don't. And Sandwriter like doesn't tour. Like you gotta like go to them basically. Right. And you these, go to that. <laughs> these dudes, they say it on their website. I think it's hilarious. Uh, the so these dudes like bought plane tickets out from Chicago, went out to the show, got there like like even not even like sound check has happened yet, and just started drinking. Right. Got, got so rowdy. That they got thrown out of the show before Sandrider even played. Amazing. <laughs> which is, which Great is, job. when you know those dudes who are brothers, by the way, like, it's right. like, of fucking course you did. Of course you fucking nincompoops. But it makes for a great story. Too hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Man, it's a great story, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, they, they've been dining on that story for years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Justin, Justin, Tristan, love you guys. Uh, the, Okay, so yeah, yeah, not, so all right. Uh, what were we talking about? So, so we're talking about you, you guys writing like the, top. the big rock yeah. songs, yeah, the big informed in from the world you come from, but the big, the big rock song, and that is, and and there's something to be said for like Steve Albini's recording, the fact that if you record an awesome rock band in a room, it will still sound like an awesome yeah. rock band in a room years later. Correct. No vocoder. No, like, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, hey, we found this new synthesizer that everyone's using. We're going to put it right. all over everything and, like, you know, make the drums yeah. sound like they're slapping tomatoes together, you know? Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> put that on there. <laughs> so did you have an inkling at the time when you're doing that record that it was anything other than just, like, this is the next step for the band, this is the next step for what we're doing? Um, not until, like... We heard like playback of the first finished song. We were like, "Whoa!" Like this is what we could have sounded like all along. Yeah. Um, you know, it was just hard, like you know, to get to Chicago and pay. I mean, not like it was expensive, but like you know, we were just a bunch of poor kids, and like you know, getting a label to pay for that record was was big. We actually we borrowed money from our singer's friend to pay for that record, Damn. so we didn't have a label. Yeah. Wow. So if you look on that record, it says executive producer Jocko, Jocko Mastromonaco, I think. Uh-huh. That was the kid who like, gave us like record. 10 Gs to record that album. Fucking good on and you, And then Jocko. we finally got Tiger Style to put it out and paid the kid back. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, totally. What a friend. Jesus I Christ, totally, dude. <laughs> yeah, Italian too. Was it, was he just um, uh, was he just down for the scene or was it or was he yeah like right. he had money and didn't care and like loved our band and was you know friends with our singer and was like yeah. I'll lend you guys the money you know nice and uh, once we heard it back with like, the whole album we were just like wow like we made something like this is the best thing we've done yeah yeah and then it, we were like let's go tour and like play and get this out immediately because that's the um, and that's the 
that's a tour that um, you know, my old band played support for you guys, which you were late to that show. Yes, in, in Portland, which of is course. hilarious. We were late to every show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we had shitty van, you know. Like, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Oh, we broke that. Van breaks down. Van breaks down. Uh, but. I mean, you, you guys just like came out of the gate, and like I hadn't, you know, I hadn't heard the record yet. Like I only knew from the, from the first two, and I was like, "Oh, like they are they've been listening to ACDC, I guess." Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it was cool because actually at the time, you know, my band, I was getting sick of like always we would get paired with the local, uh, you know, Melvin's rip off or local Jesus rip off or whatever, and you know, yeah, all love and all praise, but they usually did like one sure. thing that those awesome bands did like 17 things did. And it was like, all right, right, here comes this fine. Right. 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 So I was like mainlining, uh, you know, thin Lizzy and like Bon Scott era ACDC. So I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Right yeah. On. Did you notice the, like the crowd reaction Did the crowds change Were there less? less um, or more of anything? yeah, they got a little more rowdy, you know, like a lot of beer being thrown and a lot of weed being smoked and, you know, other stuff being offered <laughs> around. Uh, yeah, you know, like it, it became an older crowd, you know, like it wasn't the 18 year old emo sad boys and yeah. girls, you know, it became like men and women, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like people at the time, which we were like psyched, you know, like, yeah, like this is who we want to play to. Like drive like Jehu, more like drive like an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> we were always like, you know, you know, and we'd always like hang out after, and like we would meet like the best people, and like they're like lifelong friends still. You know, like yeah. I keep in touch with like hun- like a hundred people that we met on tour at least. You know, like was like writing or like like phoning and writing letters. Like what was the how so? Yeah, I mean like well back then, but now like you know Facebook, now it's Instagram all and just, yeah social media sure. yeah. But like yeah, I mean I'd say there's like ten close people that I talked to that were you know people we met on tour and you know it's crazy who you meet lifelong friends. because you're all from you're cut from like the same cloth kind of you know. Yeah. Like you get each other. There's like a whole '90s, early 2000s, like thing that only if you're from it will you get it. Yeah, you yeah. Th- th- there's a cultural shorthand. There's sort of like a shared experience that. Comes yeah. From... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like if you didn't experience it, you don't get it. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, solid song titles there. Um, yeah. Stop totally. eat, stop eating while I'm smoking. That's a classic one. Which was actually said by our roadie to our <laughs> singer. It's a, it's a good instruction. It's a hilarious song title. Yeah. It works for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um of course honky please. That's that's a, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, that was an ODB nod, you yep. know, to his album gotcha. which we were like obsessed with. Uh, um well, yeah. And there's a lot of like, uh, it's not like it didn't happen before, but they're, you know, like, was the, you know, what, what does they want? Give the kids a shot. That's a great shouting along in a crowd part. Yeah, totally. And I it, mean, also true, you know, yeah. we didn't know, <laughs> yeah, you know, because <exactly. laughs> we always, as a matter of like, like, no matter what show we played, we always still felt a bit like outsiders, you know, because like we weren't hip really and we weren't cool or you know fashionable or you know 
we were just like these like five like dudes you know like men's men's you know <laughs> not men'sies but men's like, we, yeah. were, we were funny and like you know like we weren't like you know like you know I'm, i don't want i'm not throwing names out but we were just you know we were just us and we were like take it or leave it like you know drinking in the van while like every band on stage is straight edge or you know <laughs> you know you know what i mean like we were just yeah. like we're eating meat everyone's vegan you know like we were just we were never we were unapologetic all the time well you have a and you know still speaking of that record you have that like um uh yeah, that's kind of where it blossomed for sure yeah like, heart, was a heart of gold jacket of leather it sounds it sounds like straight up glam uh right you know. totally <laughs> Totally. But it's still, sort of like, like this doesn't, you know, you know this doesn't sound like refused, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. So did you feel as the audiences kind of started to change and then people sort of caught into the record, did you kind of feel like you were on like a different trip or did it all kind of seem like part of a continuum for everything that came before? Um, I mean, that's when we started getting more popular and like, you know, the reviews for that album were really good, you know? Like, we were like, whoa, like, we're getting an eight in Pitchfork, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Or, like, you know, getting, uh, we had really good press, you know, at the time. Like, so we were being reviewed in, like, every magazine and, like, interviews and, like, you know, it was just, like, stuff we never did before, you know, or had. Like, we were just, like, we would get, like, a review in Heart Attack and, like, be like, yay! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, like that was like your one thing and yeah. they're like oh, punk, guys are- punk planet holy shit yeah exactly yeah we're like punk planet yeah like Mina's band in the country ride coalition and earth crisis we're like what really okay sure um yeah so it started getting a little more popular we started getting better shows and like our shows started getting like started to get more crowded and like you know we just kept grinding yeah. you know and that's what led us to get like noticed by like I guess majors and stuff and like whatever, you know, we got a tour with Queens of Stone Age from that album. Yeah. And then that's where it's started snowballing. Yeah. That seems like the next nice level of that was like, probably what pretty good. the hell happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you, when you're, when you're playing with a band who's also happens to be awesome, but, it, but is also that popular Queens. Yeah. I love Queens. I mean, like to death. So like I watched them every night in awe, like from the side of the stage. Yeah. And that's with Mark Lanigan. It was right when Songs for the Deaf came out, right after Dave left. Who also and Joey joined. Uh Mark Lanigan also former guest of the show. And that was before he did I the know. book. And I'm, I I did my research. He told a he told a great story about walking around trying Talk to the shit out of you. Trying to trying to score drugs uh and um and Josh came along and everyone thought he was an undercover cop. <laughs> I mean, he's very narky for sure. He does have that like. <laughs> he looks like a cop. He's, he's got that cop look. I mean, I you know, like all love to the looking band, cop. But yeah, exactly. A very, very handsome, undercover tall narc. cop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but they were they were super super sweet to us. They're like, come backstage whenever you want. Yeah. Any food you want, any drinks you want. Like, they were. It was like you know, we never witness anything like that we never play with a band that big you know yeah, it's a different world and like you know the audience is like you know you come out and it's like you better not suck you know you're like yeah. fuck. and like that would just that would just like 
feed us, you know, yeah. like that would egg us on to just be like more insane, you know? Yeah. Like, all right, fuckers, and, like, here it comes. Ralph was just like, you know, he was relentless with people, like getting everyone's faces and yeah. like jumping to the crowd. And like, so we would always like, we never had it. Like it would start off where they were sketchy about us and like, we're going to throw tomatoes and it would turn into like, you know, we would play and then we would just go, we would jump into the audience right after and like, and everyone's like, oh shit, what's going on? You guys are great. You know, yeah. like, because most bands don't go into the audience yeah, when they, they play like shows like that. Kick around we backstage. We just like start yeah. drinking with people and doing shots and like yeah. giving people free records and t-shirts and like, you know, we were just press, press the flesh, you know? Because <laughs> no one wanted to see us. They wanted to see Queens. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, know? I, I've totally said in situations like that, it's like, let's be clear, you're in the way of everyone's favorite yeah. band. Like everyone is there right. to see it and like you are in the way of that happening. So this, as long as you but walk also, in knowing that you're also hoping that like there are enough people that realize you're there for a reason, like, Oh, yeah, maybe well, they like them. Yeah, and that's exactly. why you're there. Yeah. Exactly. Which was the case with the Foo Fighters, you know, like that tour was great because they loved us every night. Those people, those Europeans, um, you know, they were like, Oh, they're here because, Dave likes them probably. Yeah. You know, like you don't get you a tour with them unless right. he likes you. So yeah. So you're playing these bigger crowds and you've got these, do you have Sorry, also- dark here. Hold on. Let me see if I get some light. There you go. There, there you go. Uh, you, you've got these songs that are kind of naturally designed to scale up, right? Like songs that like, sure. you don't have to have that sweaty basement feel to get that power across. So Right. It's not that it's a coincidence when you stretch of the imagination, but this is a nice confluence of you guys being at your best selves, like writing this like big ass rock music for lack of a better term. And then also being yeah. play these big ass rock shows to definitely use a better yeah, term. Totally. Um, seems like that also hit at a time that not to put too fine a point on it, but before music changed again and you could kind of build things organically in that same way. It's like right yeah. before, you know, the next epoch yeah. of time. So did you have a, 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 any feelings at the time of, of, oh, I could just keep doing this. Like this, this is like. Yeah. We were just like, this is it. Like, let's just be a band and that's it. We all quit our jobs. We all did, you know, that was it. We're like done. We're a band. What was that? That, that first day afterwards, were you, were you like, yeah. Or were you like, fuck. Yeah. It was more <laughs> the, the latter. Um, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't until we got signed where we were like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, okay, we have some money now in our bank accounts that we can, you know, live comfortably, not comfortably, yeah. but like, you know, we could pay our rent and still be normal human beings. Still one step like, ahead of Spider, but you and tour. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's literally like, you know, you were working and if you spread out the money over three, four years, it was like you worked at a job, you know, right. but you didn't have to go. It's but, just that um, your job happens to be playing rock music, which is pretty yeah. okay. Yeah, so we would practice like six, seven hours a day, and we were trying to like expand on what On Top did, and, you know, I don't know. I'll wait till you get to that part of the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, so, all right, so, so, last, so last thing uh, with On Top, did you ever deal with a lot of, um, you know, the crossed arms crowd sort of be like, oh, what, I don't like it. Sounds like Grand Funk Railroad. Like, did you ever like? Have yeah, to- sure. Hundred percent. I mean, they, you know, it was weird if they would come to shows and do that, you know, because then Ralph <laughs> would like be in their faces, <laughs> right? As but, like, yeah, they were like, oh, I like their first two albums and the Carpenters. 
Like, so you want us to just be like no effects and, you know, just put out <laughs> the same record and the Ramones, yeah. which, you know, no offense to them. They know what they're doing, but like totally, but every but, bad religion record sounds the same. Yeah. Every, you know, like you can't expect it, like kids to be the same when they're 21, when they're right. 16 or 22 or 23 or 24, you know, whatever. Well, and there's something kind of gross about if you see like, you know, forty-five-year-old man trying to sing songs about sixteen-year-old girls. It's like, ugh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's gross, 100%. dude. <laughs> like, it's gonna get you on a list around my neighborhood. <laughs> right. Exactly. You wind up on a forty-five, more like list. sixty-five. You know, like okay, depending on how how hard they lived. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, well, so you had so in between there, there was new sheriff, right? There, there was there was in between. No, after on top. No, that was that, all those seven inches came out first before that. The stuff. seven inches. That's right. Sorry, I, I was gonna yeah. look, man. I was gonna do my homework. It was but on. Top, I got other shit. And then it was Jersey Girls. And then, then there was like a seven, seven inch, top, the, the, topless seven inch. That's right. And then the sub pop seven inch, and then curses. So, wild ramp up to curses. You, yes. you, 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 <laughs> that that in and of itself could be a show. I feel, uh, and that's yeah. just, that's just from what I There's remember of the documentary, which I haven't seen in years because it's not available for streaming anywhere. I have no clue where my DVD it's on went. YouTube, like three bucks on YouTube. Oh, is it really? Oh, I didn't think to look. Yeah, there. someone just told me. You know, I was like trying to watch a movie the other day that was like, I was like, why isn't this on any of these stupid services I pay for? And then a friend it's like of mine on like, YouTube. It's yeah. on YouTube. I'm like, oh, it's always on YouTube. <laughs> that's the answer. Maybe I sh- maybe I should have checked that first. All right. Well, Everything's on YouTube. Thanks. <laughs> no problem, son. Um, okay, so you're you're in this 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 rip roaring rock band. You're banned at the height of its power. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you're you're not, and you're you're far along enough in your career that in other bands people would be like burning out, but you're just kind of like just getting ready to go. You're like yeah. raring up, right? Because we started so young, yeah. So. Talk to me about the mindset of, of kind of like feeling like, you know, it, it, did it feel like the calm before the storm? Did it, did it feel like, uh, you know, just another another day in paradise? Like what's... <laughs> I don't know. Well, before curses, you mean? Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like that, getting signed and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Get, getting... So you got the... You got Jersey Girls. You got you got the Seven Inches. You're, you're keeping, yeah, keeping yeah, yeah. your momentum going, right? You're still continuing right. to do music. But do you have this idea that you're going to do this big work next? Do you... Or is it just like that's no. the next thing that comes? No, 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 no. Okay. I mean, and the whole thing started like, you know, I don't know, like, it's weird. Like, the, the you know, we got signed at, at, at a really good time, like, when Dream, because DreamWorks was like the label, you know? Yeah. Like, Elliot was on there and yeah. like Jimmy Eat World, and, you know, all these bands that were cool. Like, they were allowed to do whatever they wanted. And we were like, that's where we want to be, you know, like, the label that lets the band do what they want to do. And then, like, you know, all this stuff happened with Napster and music being ruined. So yeah. everything got shut down. So we were never like, we didn't know, you know, we just like wrote songs as we normally did. It wasn't like anything special. We were just like playing eight hours a day, you know, like we were signed now. Um, and you I had mean, people in your court, you had people on your side that, that were advocating yeah, hard for you, which is, right. I mean, I don't care who you are. You need that at any level, but to have people that it can actually you know, make things happen for you is that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And we were all psyched and then it all fell shit, obviously. But, um, 
Yeah, I uh, I mean, it's not my favorite record, but it was my favorite record to make. Do you feel like... You know. Yeah, go ahead, sorry. No, no, I mean, you know, we were in L.A. living there for months on end, like, hanging out with all our friends and, like, doing fun stuff. And, like, Dave was, like, a, you know, a sweetheart, like, taking us out to eat and throwing barbecues and, like, you know, Jack Black's showing up and, like, fucking Dio and I, whatever. You know, like, all these people are showing up and, like, we're like, oh, my God, this is, like, so cool, you know, like, you know, for five, like, dirtbags, like, from Jersey, <laughs> like, like, this is shit, like, it's like the peak behind the curtain, like, oh, this is how, like, those things were done, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it was it was really cool making that album. I mean, you got I to put out a song called Cocaine Werewolf on a major label yeah. record, you know? I mean, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's a win by anybody's werewolf. imagination. <laughs> um, yeah, I think everything but like maybe just like how it finally turned out. Yeah, was there was a little misfire on on that. Like maybe you know, like I think Steve could have done a good job on that album too. Do you feel? But I think we were we were blinded by the light, you know. Yeah. Do you think it was being surrounded by like that crowd and that and that's that, that kind of? It's gonna yeah, naturally you know, set like, the mind wandering, like right? <laughs> yeah, like you you could be like you know far into the mic and be like, this sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I'm a genius. Silly, Fleetwood Mac recorded rumors, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> or like yeah. we're Nirvana recorded. Never mind, you yeah. know. Like you're just like you're just so happy that like we were just so happy that we lost sight of stuff, like giving up creative control and like you know compromising our songs, which showed in the like 1.7 Pitchwork review that came out when it. Was it? Yeah, really? I don't, was it? I don't, it wow. wasn't 1.7. It was like four, five, maybe or three. Well, they, I don't know. They, it was bad though. And I the mean, guy was right for to a degree, but he also like I think he writes like like pet supply reviews now. That guy. <laughs> Pets dot com. Like fucking, like fucking Google him now. <laughs> yeah, where? <laughs> like, what are you doing now? Fuck face. Um, he's giving 1.7 yeah. reviews to uh, scratching pads. Fucking is what he's doing. Kitty litter <laughs> sucks. Exactly. Fuck out their of here. Fucking first, their first kid litter was better. <laughs> um, yeah. But the, I mean, that's totally. as, as, as dudes that sort of defined your own destiny for like years and years and years. Like, do you, let me you, put on a light. It's getting dark. It's like a talking orb right now. <laughs> you could be sitting there. It's all Gothic style. Uh, Shut up. Doug. <laughs> they're still angry about that review. <laughs> They're so angry about the, <laughs> the dogs are angry. The chew toy review, yes. <laughs> They're like, I got That's this. A little better. I got this all because right, of that dude's chew toy review, and this chew toy sucks. I don't like chewing <laughs> on it at all. You fucking lie to me, liar. One point seven. Yeah. No, I actually, I actually did search that guy out, and like he does something like that. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, and it's and it's. I hope he's listening too. Someone's gonna fight me. Speaking of pitchfork, I mean that that is just also they. You know, uh, allow me to let me to, to conduct my TED talk for a moment and say there was a moment in time yeah. where they just suddenly decided that they didn't like rock music collectively anymore. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I'm like, and what? like they, and that was also the time where they were the be all end all. 
Oh yes, yes. Where they're yes. so not anymore. Only you know? only like, game in town. People, it's weird to people like oh, why would you read that? Because it was literally all there was. Yeah, it was like the thing. It was like that in Brooklyn Vegan or whatever. Yeah, and, and Brooklyn Vegan um, like 1.0, which was hilarious by comparison compared to what they are now. Right. Uh, but again, so so all right, so so reset and all that. You were dudes driving your own destiny, right? And then creative control being like a, a a pretty big deal. Like were there? Yeah, like we never had a producer, you know. Yeah. Like Steve never did any of that shit. He's just like, all right, I'm gonna hit record now. Go. Yeah. You know, he would be like, you know what, you guys kind of sucked at that point. But like, it was never like a producer. He was like, I think you could do it better, you know. Like he would say stuff like that. But never like someone like taking your songs and changing the parts and like being like, do this three times, do this two times, and then switch to this. And you're like, huh? You know, <laughs> you're just like, it's so like weird for us. Granular. Because we're not and, used. Yeah, and specific. Yeah, and, and that's. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, we did learn a lot. And I definitely learned it. Like, I learned so much from Dave about playing drums. Like, you know, he's unreal. Like, he's one of the most, literally one of the most amazing drummers alive. Yeah, it's pretty good. By far pretty good um and like playing next to him like right next to him you're like holy shit dude like you're on a different level um but uh yeah like we we learned a lot and we also kind of suffered in a way yeah because it seems like the the path you guys were on would was be to take sort of you know kiss style uh theater for rock and roll but come at it from from your informed place, but it almost didn't seem like like it was quite representative of where your place was, like where it was coming from. Yeah, yeah. I just think yeah, there was a there was a misfire somewhere, um, and like to, you know, and like like Dave went to bat for us a lot with Jimmy Ivy, and you know, he's like, trust me, like you know, these guys are great. Like you see them live, and you're like floored, you know, and he just. Jimmy Ivan just wanted us to be like ACDC, you know, like, yeah. And we're like, well, that's not, that's not what we do. And, exactly. And there, there's, yeah. well, there's a story where he's watching Queens of the Stone Age and they'd already put out like two albums under his scope. And he's like, who are these guys? They're great. We got to sign them. And they're like, <laughs> they already, you guys already put out two albums. I don't know if that's true. I could be bullshitting. Who knows? I kind of love that story. But, uh, if, and I hope it is true. <laughs> yeah. That'd be pretty too. amazing. I thought it was really fun. <laughs> Show what that dude was up to. Yeah. I mean, he's Jimmy Ivey, and he's got a lot on his plate. Yeah, he's got like a lot. Um, he's a busy guy. He just didn't like us. <laughs> Which is fine, you know? Like, you know, like, we made it far enough, you know? Like, further than every one of our friends did. So, God bless. Has it has it taken you a while to kind of reach that zen-like attitude? No. <laughs> no. Um, it was... Uh, Shortly after, actually, I mean, it sucked for a while, you know, there was like a weird moment in time where we were like, wow. And like, we broke up and we're like, are we a band or like, what are we doing? But, um, yeah, a few years later, you're just like, if we don't do anything, like we did something, you know, yeah. like at least there's these records, that, you know, and then like, you know, luckily we used to film everything from like when we were 15 to like, so like there's a movie, you know, like there's reminders and like there's, if someone wants to find it, they'll find it. And if someone finds it accidentally and likes it, great. You know? 
it is it is it is what it is to use a gross cliche <laughs> which, is, which is completely cliche but it's like, cliches are cliches are cliches for a reason right so yeah <laughs> and, and like we, we gave it a shot and did it like yeah i don't know any other jerks besides cool in the gang from jersey city that <laughs> made a run for it <laughs> well in in I mean, did you have the idea at some point that, okay, the party's over? Like, was it, like, what was there ever, like, kind of like a moment of clarity for Yeah. That? Oh, yeah. There was, there was a moment. It was, um, I think we were on tour with Priestess and Nashville Pussy. And I love Priestess so much. Oh, my God. That first album was ridiculous. Um, yeah, we were playing with them, and, like, we just weren't getting along. At the time, my wife's dad was, like, really sick and he was like dying and i was like i gotta go home you know i'm like that was it we didn't talk for like years and then you know you get on with life i think it was at like one of my kids birthday parties like everyone showed up and like we were like like what what are we doing like we're childhood friends like why are we not talking to each other and then we just started playing again i think we were friends first yeah right exactly that, that's it wasn't like I know a dude, and like this guy answered the ad from the EC Rocker, and you know, <laughs> yeah. we were just friends who learned how to be a band, like accidentally. Yeah, and that's not good. That friendship is should not have to go away because of happenstance, right? So, right, no matter what, we were all friends the whole entire time. So, so you, yeah, well, and I, and I like that, um, you know, and you and you guys have played. You've, you've played yeah we still then. play and yeah. we've been practicing a lot lately actually um like writing new stuff like you know really that sounds like older stuff thank thankfully um yeah you know like we're getting together my me and my brother are both playing drums and yeah we're doing this we're just doing it see what happens play record who knows like whatever like there's no rules anymore it, yeah and it's interesting you mentioned that because I think there was at one point it's weird to kids at one point there was a stigma towards bands right. reuniting. Uh, right. But we never broke up. We never up, broke you know? up. Like, it's never <laughs> we never, never really broke stopped. Up. Yeah. It just, just went into like you a didn't. low power battery saver mode. You went into battery sure. saver mode. <laughs> I mean, even look at like shellac. They've been a band forever. How long do they go into ba- to battery saver mode? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, like, that's the key to longevity. Just, <laughs> yeah. It's like, we'll do it when we want to do it. Do you think that? Uh, so you're so you're. Th- are you thinking that like you might like do a record at some point or or? Yeah, hopefully, yeah, I'm sure. I think the you know the whole Corona thing too like got us all itchy. You know, like yeah. I mean, most of the guys were stuck in their house. I was going to work still in New York every day, but like, you know, everyone being home for a year got them like rethinking and you know. Like shit. Like, why are we not playing? Like, we play well together. We know each other. So once everyone got their shots and shit, we all started getting back together. And like playing two drum sets, it's like super fun. Yeah, that's that's uh, a little added bonus. I was gonna say that that's um uh, who is I'm trying to get the band that's um. I mean, well, God, there's a bunch. I mean, well, I mean, there are a bunch, <laughs> and there's a couple even that have done it well. But there was just something I was going to make a real specific reference, but it's gone. Sorry. Like Almond Brothers or 
<laughs> it was Almond Brothers. I mean, no, well, it's not. It's not Almonds. I'm not. I'm, people hear nothing about Almonds <laughs> from me as it is. Uh, Tortois. Yes, I forgot about Tortois. Tortois, <laughs> as they're known in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> so, and also, you know, music, music, music didn't stop afterwards. Like you got Cold Fur. Too. Yeah. Like how did that, how did that band too. come to pass? What was that? How did Cold Fur come to pass? Um, they were those two dudes, the the guitar player and the bass player, were in this band called The Want. Mm-hmm. And I, I demand you to find their album. It's called Greatest Hits Volume Five. It was on. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's I mean? It's their only album. Uh, I mean, they have other ones like Independent, but um, Southern Lord. It's on Southern Lord Records. Southern Lord. Which Southern Lord kind of like disappeared it from their catalog. You really? could find, yeah. There was like, um, they were. I don't know. It's a long story, which, but um. We were at Tim Green's house from The Champs, yep. and uh, he's blasting this record. You know, we're like, "Who is this? Like a weird Zeppelin bootleg that we don't know about? Yeah, like yeah. unreleased songs?" And he's like, "No, he's like, it says here they're from Hoboken." I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "It's now." This is like, he's like, "Yeah, it just came out like on Greg's label." And we're like, "No." So he gave us a CD where like we listened to it like every single day, and. uh and then, like, you know, whatever, all this shit happened. And we're like, I'm like, let me find these guys on Facebook, whatever. Oh, it's MySpace, actually. Sorry. <laughs> Get your top eight and going. I found them. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I got Tom in there. And, uh, yeah, we just, like, met them. And, like, they're two, like, one of the greatest bass players and guitar players I've ever played with. They're insane. I don't know if you've heard the album, but they're just, they're sick, the two of them. And we recorded with Steve again with them. And, uh, super fun. It's a good album. I mean, it's a little like missing link between like maybe what you know the next Rye album would have sounded like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a little more metal. Yeah, it's got some bombast. Yeah, it's a good album. I'm proud of that one. Do you think back to uh, like your life now, and then back when you were you know touring hard and yeah certain things when you go out to see you got like tour life right and and you know there yeah. there's a great well there so there's Dave's documentary sure that just came out but Eric from the Bismarck yeah yeah who was just on the the show a few episodes back did this great mm-hmm. documentary called why am i doing this and there's yes. a, there's <laughs> <Great> a title <laughs> it's so great yeah and there's a you know there's a whole segment towards you know finding a place to defecate, you know, which is sort of like, I was like, Oh yeah. People think it's all glamor, yeah. but it's, it's like, this is real. That's, that's, so it's like, sometimes it's snowing in Colorado and you find a baseball field and shit on home plate, you know, <laughs> because you think, you think the little bathroom's going to be open because in your childhood, every bathroom was open. At yeah. Like field. No, <laughs> that's what this turns out. Not so much. Um, yeah, it's literally like, People don't like, oh, you go on tour, it must be so fun. You're like, dude, you have no idea how hard it is. Yeah. Yeah, there's about, like, a, it's there's fun about an hour of it. Hour. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's maybe like, like two hours of cool hangs on either side, and then the rest of it's. Yeah, totally. And the various rest shades driving, of horror show. Yeah. <laughs> like six guys smoking nonstop, and then like the same Nick Cave mix 14 times. And then, like, someone throws on Billy Joel's scenes from an Italian restaurant, and everyone gets psyched. And then, yeah, that's it. That's your that's your day. 
It's like, please, like, who has, like, a quarter so I get a bean burrito? <laughs> <laughs> but nobody wants to hear about that because everyone's been been trained no. by, like, almost in all of these movies and right, things like that. Right, right. That's, that's what it is. Must be a nonstop yeah, party. Like, oh, you get laid all the time? Oh, yeah. yeah, it's like every day. That's, like, constantly. Yeah. <laughs> Dudes, girls, whatever I wanted, dogs. Various animals, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It was the craziest time. It was like, no, it was nothing. It was seven of us in a van. Yeah. All the time. Smelled like farts. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear like, it. <laughs> like socks, like sock smell and ugh, sweat. Yeah. <laughs> the glamour stuff. Really. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm going to tell you. So it, it ended up being a useful thing that you guys took so much video over the years, though, because the, one yeah. of the coolest things about that Red Coalition doc is you get, like, all of the eras. Like, it's sort of like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, did you ever? Unintentional. Yeah, it's not like you had some grandmaster plan. No, yeah. no, we had no plan. We just had a camcorder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was that just off of like, hey, let's do this for a goof or like, you know, like boredom? I don't know. It's just like we're going away. Like it's like going to one, like uh, going to Disney World with your yeah. family. Like yeah, yeah. you bring a camcorder. You know, like this was <laughs> something you bring a camcorder to. Well, and it's interesting because yeah. oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, gonna, I had nothing to say. I was gonna say the <laughs> only the only other band I know that did that was L7, and that was one of the reasons why that L7 documentary is really good too. Is right, you get right. Mm-hmm. All these like kind of cool, bizarre moments. That, yeah, that, over the, the carp years. one was good too. That carp was great. Was there was a lot of young footage too. That's true. Wearing, yeah, wearing the shirt, you think I'd remember the band, but you know, whatever. Uh, and. So okay, yeah, yeah. So so I mean, that was like a thing that took a while to put together the the, the documentary, and and that's is it. I've known yeah, a few Jenny people. Yeah, Jenny did a great job. She's it's all her. No, we had nothing to do with it. Did, did was it trippy? Like just seeing it, like when you see the finished I mean, thing. I, like it played. There's a this amazing. Oh, I think it was Rutgers the first time. It was in a film festival, and it was the first time I saw it. And it was on a big screen. And I was like, oh my god, like. Goosebumps, but in a weird way, like it's yeah. just like you're like embarrassed, but like Stoke. I can't explain it. You know, like you're seeing yourself grow up on a screen, and there's other people watching, and it's like, you know, it's weird. And she like somehow made a narrative. You know, like she did a great job. Like you know, it's all her. I'm totally unbiased because we had nothing to do with it. But um, yeah, seeing that's just like weird. You know, it's like God damn, we did a lot of shit. I, and, and so much of it are, is just, you know, the 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 pained earnestness of dudes having a good time, you know, like I, yeah, like there's that like you know what are the like how are they how are they gonna get cross country like that whole like, right? <laughs> you have my uh, John's grandmother, John's grandmother sure. yeah, <laughs> which is just such a great moment. Like, you know, all the footage left out of us like jumping in the guy's pickup truck at like two a.m. You know, yeah. like dude, we could have died so many times. <laughs> Not just us, like <laughs> other bands too, you know? Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Like hitchhiking in Tennessee, like is that safe for us? Like, like you know, we need gas. Like what do you, like there's no like just call your AAA on your phone. Yeah. Like you were stuck on the highway at two in the morning. You were stuck on the highway at two in the morning. Yeah, there is a certain, there is a certain, uh, thing to touring in that time and style like the maximum rock and roll like pulling out the uh yes, you know totally. <laughs> calling up the That's guy did. did you did you get the tape we sent over oh no no can you just tell me what it sounded like oh, 
yeah, okay, fine, you know. Yeah, that's what we did. <laughs> and and not having the safety net, not having and well, I will say now again, coming coming back to the TED talk. Now it's like long drive. Whoever's not driving, they're sitting there on their phone. Okay, well, yeah, that's that's nice, but. I mean, have you ever done a tour with no air conditioning and no stereo? Because that'll really tell you if you want to do it or mm-hmm. not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we always had a stereo, thank God. But the air conditioning, yeah, that was that was later. Yeah, that's luxury <laughs> shit. Oh, you, you got air conditioning? Oh, you fancy, huh? All right. <laughs> we, used to call it, we used to call it 270 air conditioning, two windows open, doing 70. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Total, total dad joke. You don't, um, you don't have to worry about what you're listening to because you're listening to the wind. Like when you're... <laughs> When you're driving through Phoenix and it's like one thirty, like it's one thirty in your van. Yeah, it's like, oh, why does it feel like there's two hair dryers blowing in my face? Because because you're driving in a large heated metal box across a right. desert that, that we that we painted black for some reason. <laughs> yeah, because you're like, oh, black looks cool. Yeah, guess what? It also absorbs black. heat. <laughs> none yeah. more black. None more black. None. None more black. No. <laughs> Uh, but, but seriously, getting, but getting back to the documentary, like seeing it, yeah, seeing it all like put out like that, like to just like as like an as like a timeline as narrative structure. That did that. Yeah. I mean, I imagine it's got to be just like a a cavalcade of, of different emotions. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's wild, right? You're like wow, holy shit! And like you know, you don't know, like you know, we gave her like a thousand hours worth of footage. You don't know what's making it, you know? Yeah. So like you're just like it's a it was a surprise and you're like oh shit I forgot about that or I forgot about that I forgot about that. This this may sound like a weird question, but did you learn anything from it? Um, I mean I, I mean a lot of it is just we just remembered how we were just friends first, you know? Yeah. Like, and the music was second. I mean the music did become first later, but you know we were just like before we started playing music, we would just hang out, you know, like yeah, we would go yeah. drive somewhere and like listen to music and like do whatever, you know, and I was still in Merrill too sometimes. So like I had a band, they were like trying to play music, whatever, but like we were just friends, you know, like, and that's, that's what it, that's what, what I learned from it. It was just like, ah, friendship. <laughs> like those guys are my brothers forever. You know, there's worse lessons to learn, you know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, okay. yeah, sure. Like, don't go on tour. That could be a lesson. <laughs> or like, go to law school or yeah. doctoring school. Build a career. Yeah. Uh, never Lawyer, thought about lawyering that or doctoring school is better. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I don't regret a minute of it. Um, yeah. That's is, all I got. Is, is there a is there a record you think that Ry could have made that you guys? Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe the last one done differently, but um, who knows? I don't know. Maybe the next one is the one. Maybe maybe the one you're about to make, huh? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, we're not that old, dude. Exactly. Especially, (laughs) you know, especially look at the fact that like Keith Richards is like fucking 175 years old and they're still fucking 74 one of those 174 wheeling him out on stage (laughs) playing satisfaction he still does it i mean mean, all respect and love let's be explicitly clear yeah that is an old dude like seriously very and hard living yeah and he looks like i mean yeah exactly 
the he's fact basically he probably is dead. The the fact that he's outlived every single Ramon blows my mind. But you know, well, there's two left, isn't there? Of the, of, of the OG lineup, Marky Marky's left, yeah. right? Yeah, Mark Mark Bell's still still around and kicking, and you got Marky CJ and uh, what's his face? CJ Tommy. Oh Tommy, didn't Tom didn't Tommy pass? Am I am I? No, I don't think so. Hmm. I also thought a good band name would be Dead Ramones. But, uh, no one took me up on it. <laughs> Not like, it. You make the same shirt. You make the same shirt, and then they put all the dead ones in the circle. You know, in the crest. Well, you, you'd have to uh, include Tommy in know, that because be, he, he passed away in 2014. So did he? He did. Tommy's dead. Tommy so it's a dead. CJ and uh, and Marky, Marky, Mark Bell, Mark Bell and the Intruders. Wow. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, there you go. We you learned a little something. Coming on Protonic, yeah, so did. You. Thank you, <laughs> uh, Dave. This has been great, man. And and like I, I love the yeah. idea that you guys are, are still playing, and yeah, potentially have some stuff. I mean, it's up. brand new. It's been like three weeks now, four weeks, and it's. I mean, like most of the time, we just like sit and just joke. Like we're not even playing, you know. Like <laughs> and like and we have like a group text that is just like insane. Like it's so funny. Like you'll wake up and it'll be like. 400 new texts what happened last <laughs> night you know and then you have to like catch up and you're like oh my god it's just the most insane ramblings i've, I've read yeah, all of them <laughs> it's great i love it i love this whole new found like love we found for each other i i, I think there's a lot of folks that are are gonna enjoy listening to this and yeah I'm, I'm glad. Hope. I'm glad you agreed to do it. Um, the last thing, anytime you want. The last thing I did. Well, you say that now. Come back on. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Casale said the same thing, and he's been on four four times now. See, uh, there you go. So there you go. And there's always something to talk about. Uh, yeah, you, you can be like the Jay Leno. You can go host the show eventually. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So so last thing. It's the only can question I've ever asked folks, and I just kind of like hearing okay. the different responses. You can choose to interpret it however you like, but why okay. do you do what you do? Why do I do what I do? Mm-hmm. <sighs> so talking about being a musician, being in a band, playing drums, going on tour. Um, that's a great question. I mean, it's cause you love it. That's the only reason why you do it. You know, like there's no, there was no reward or, you know, rainbow or pot, pot of gold and the rainbow in 94, 95, 96, 97, 98, 99, 2000, you know, like we just kept going because like it made us happy, you know, and like whether or not people caught on or, you know, eventually they did or not everyone, but you know, whoever did catch on, like for those people, like we were psyched, you know, like if you're a fan of us, you know, we were, we were psyched. You know, if it's one person or 10 people or I'll get a Facebook message or an Instagram DM, like your album, like change my, I'll be like, and like, I'll text with them for like two hours, you know, like it just like, it's amazing that you've touched anyone yeah. with something you wrote or a show you played or a joke you made or, you know, whatever. That's it. That's all I got. Dave, thanks so much, man. It's been great having you. We'll say likewise. Thank you. We won't say goodbye. We'll say until next time. All right. Keep it. Take take her sleazy. All right, brother. Oh.
I'm gonna. I gotta see if Milwaukee beat the Nets. I don't even know. <laughs> We've been busy doing this crap. <laughs> I know. Jesus Christ! I gotta freaking bet on this game. All right. Talk to you later, buddy. <laughs> Peace. Bye. Oh, there he goes, Dave Leto. Let's play a song. Thanksgiving Day for cats. Right Coalition, Bertonic Reversal.
Vacations. A little band called Rycoalition. Perhaps you've heard of them. And before that, we had off of the also awesome on top, Stairway to the Freebird on the Way to the Smoky Water. And before that, from the first record, Fucking with Beautiful Posture. And before that, the one and only Thanksgiving Day for Cats. Which is not just a song I love, it's a song title I love. Anyway, that was Dave Leto from uh, fucking Ride Coalition. Hell yeah, he's on Instagram. He's on, uh, he's on the internet, if you've heard of it. Apparently there's Ride Coalition stuff coming out. I break news on this show all the time. I never get a, a lick of credit for it, but that's not news I expected to break, and that's... Uh, that's welcome. That's welcome news. Hope you guys are stoked about that. I know I am. And I hope you guys are stoked about that interview because it only was. As we come to the, close of our broadcast day. the name of the show is Kona Neutron's Protonic Reversal. Thank you so much for listening to it, as always. This is my farewell transmission. The show airs on Radio Nope Thursdays, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 6 Mountain, 5 Pacific. Say yes to Nope. Archives, ProtonCoversal.com. Always free, no ads, no sponsors, no kidding. If you like the show and want to get episodes sooner, just like this one, $1 a month, Patreon.com slash ProtonCoversal. We'll get you there. Thanks for everyone. Uh, Liking, sharing, subscribing, saying nice things about the show. It helps people find it. Literally, the algorithms, it it helps it. And uh, I appreciate you listening. That's it. No sales pitch. Lots of cool shit coming up. Thanks for hanging in there. Can you hear me now? Stay safe out there. Out on Route 128, dark and lonely. And take it easy. Got my radio on. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now?
Welcome to my top 10. I'd like to thank our sponsor. But we haven't got a sponsor. Not if you were the last man on earth. She was prepared to prove it. This one goes out to a special girl. There is no special girl! It's the, it's the end of radio. The last announcer plays the record. The last what? Leaves the transmitter. Circles the globe in search of a listener. Can you hear me now? broadcasting if there's no one there to receive it's the end of radio as we come to the close of our broadcast Emergency! Yeah.